What is up, everybody? Welcome to season two of Underground Stars. Uh, thank y'all so much again for all the support, all just everybody who watched, everybody who supported for season one. But this is season two. Things are better. Things are, I mean, just overall, you know, better. I, I don't know. I don't know what other word to use. We got more energy, uh, more people. It's like I think we're doing two. Yeah, we're doing two episodes per week for like 14 weeks, seven weeks, one of those two. So more episodes, more people, and more content. So I'm here today with... All Truth. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm just in my room like usual. Yes, sir. Funny thing is, I when, when didn't you hit me up? You hit me up during season one, right? Be like, hey, let me get on the podcast. Right when I found out through Hirohe. Yeah. Bro, shout out to him. Shout out to man. the GOAT. Man had an interesting episode. Yeah, I didn't finish it. I got really close, so I need to. I need to get yeah. on that shit. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, what? Two weeks? Not not even like three weeks ago. You uh, you DM me like, hey, bro, we still doing this? Oh yeah, dude. here we are. Oh. I'm ready. Uh, all right. So I got a couple of points to set out. Just kind of like if we have run out of stuff to talk about, which I highly doubt it. Yeah. I mean, got to make a first good impression for season two. So it's all on you right now. You you set the pace for this next seven weeks, 14 episodes. Really? It's no pressure. Don't worry. No, that's good. That's a good thing. Yes, sir. All right. So, I mean, let's start off with the basics. Just tell us how you kind of started getting into producing. Just kind of what long you've been doing. Story. I mean, not really a long story, I guess, but I'm going to make it a long story. <laughs> so... I started in like 2017. I, I barely did it. I just was in high school, a senior with my friend who goes by producer, but I'm going to call him Drew because that's his name. And uh, man, we just, I guess he started making beats on his computer or at least learned about the fact that we could do it. And he mm-hmm. told me about it and stuff. And it made me like really want a computer so I could start doing that. So in high school, we actually skipped, we were all in band, me and my friends, we were in band, in the marching band, and uh, we skipped practice one day <laughs> just to go to Guitar Center and make beats mm-hmm. in Guitar Center, because that's, they had garage band, and they, they had a little studio room that had a piano and, like, the drum pad and had, uh, yeah, like I said, yeah, like a whole setup. They had a setup, man. It was expensive, <laughs> and so we went in there, just made beats in there, and then we went back and they would be deleted, but we were like, who cares? And at the end of the day, we could just make it again. And so mm-hmm. from then on, uh, I was in Tulsa Tech, which is a trade school for sound engineering. That was my senior year. So after the th- first three hours of my high school uh, day, I would go to this other place, the trade school, yeah. to do sound engineering. And I was also with Drew, producer. Um and we learned a lot of stuff about that, but you know, I'm not, I can't say I'm like amazing at uh, mixing vocals or anything. Cause we didn't just mm-hmm. do that. We, we honestly were learning how to use pro tools and we were, we were learning how to use the DAW in general. And we were learning how to sync vocals with video. We were learning how yeah. to do everything like that. We, we had so many different projects we did that just helped us get our foot in the door anywhere. So we got a, I got a 
certification for Pro Tools from that. And then I went, like, during that, I realized how fucking hard it is to make beats on Pro Tools and how stupid it is to do that. Shout out to Illmind for being a serial killer and doing that. Bro, I, I've used Pro Tools once in my life, and it was for school. It took me, like, 30 minutes trying to figure out how to, like, actually just use it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's it's honestly not that hard, I think, in the end of the day. You just, I don't know. It's not good for beats, I promise that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... It's more, it's more yeah. like, the technical side of things. That's where I got familiar with my first VST, which was uh, the Expand. I had that... Um, I didn't know how the hell to make beats back then, honestly, because like, like I said, I started in 2017, but that was because I had just got my computer. I really only yeah. barely did it. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I tried so hard, man. I got on there and I'm a very creative person. I've always been into mm-hmm. music, but, um, making beats was not really my strong suit at that moment because yeah. that's more of a four, four time signature mm-hmm. and for me i was used to like free form songs because i wrote songs like and yeah. sang that since a kid and it was just more uh off the metronome so whenever yeah. i got in there i i didn't know what the hell i was doing <laughs> did, it, did it kind of feel like uh it was restricting you or anything because huh. you weren't used to it yeah it's like learning another language like that's yeah. what i always say it's, I feel that. it's if you don't know the language you can't communicate it you might know what you want to yeah. communicate and you might want like you're trying to talk to someone that speaks a totally different language than you. you you know what you want to say you just can't get it out yeah i totally feel that yeah oh. and so you, you use fl now right yeah dude i was even using fl whenever i got my computer but i yeah. i didn't know how to use it the way that i wanted to i just practiced mm-hmm. i dabbled at it every you know, every once in a while, it was a hobby. I didn't do this stuff. Like, I didn't start doing this for money, and I still not just doing it for money. I'm literally doing it mm-hmm. for my love of music. And so, yeah, I yeah, I dabbled in that. And as time went on, I would just learn little things at a time. I'd watch YouTube videos all the time. Every time, I'd just be watching people take them. Honestly, yeah, you do need to know how to do certain things. And, but honestly, I'd say the best way to learn anything is just watching people do it and asking questions. And yeah. as well as just, uh, you could look up some little tips. Yeah. But I think you should focus mm-hmm. on the tips after you learn the basics of how they even do it and yeah. their, their workflow. If you watch their workflow, man, it's going to affect you tremendously because you'll see yeah. what makes it so much faster for them than you and all that. Yeah. Especially because you'll be scrolling through like YouTube and you'll find like a beat tutorial video. It's like six minutes long, like seven minutes long. Yeah, dude. And the beat at the end is like really good. And they did it, like no editing, but they did it with like in six minutes, which is like crazy. Yeah, dude. And I, I do that shit all the time. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. But like I take my time too because I don't really care to force it. I'm not forcing it. That's the whole point. I think. For me, it's very much quality over quantity, and I'm not over here trying to really sell beats, to be honest. So that's that's different. Like I'm not knocking anyone's hustle. That's just how how I am. I'm not even trying to sell them. I'm really just wanting. Mm-hmm. I just want to make good ass music, and I want it to be timeless. And I want to make yeah. my own albums. I want to work with my friends. I like doing collabs a lot. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Yeah. So from there on, I just you know live my life i was still doing tulsa tech 
for uh, sound engineering. I didn't even, I, I still, I was just learning a little at a time by doing what I was talking about, just watching videos passively and learning passively uh, and mm-hmm. just kept putting my ideas as best I could into it. And then I, as I, once I learned, like, it has to be four, four time signature. It needs mm-hmm. to be like, you know, I think a clap, a clap can vi- like, really get your timing down so i started yeah. now nowadays i just put your your basic clap like every you know, two and so that would help that's what i would usually start to do and that really mm-hmm. affected a lot it helped me keep on time and not do something that's weird and once you learn where to put things i think that you excel a lot more like just what usually would work there's like a general rule of thumb for basically everything you do but uh you don't have to follow shit because it's music and music is really whatever the hell you want it to be. Yeah. But, um, so t- 2019 rolls around. My friend is actually in the room, but his name's Red Boogie. He, uh, I found him at a Travis Scott concert. I actually was going alone cause I wanted to be on the floor. And so yeah. I go, I go alone cause none of my friends were getting floor tickets. So was it the, uh, Astroworld concert? Yeah. And it was in Tulsa. Yeah. That's Oklahoma. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, he came down from actually where I'm living now because that's actually another thing that got us talking because I learned that like, all right, I got in line and I, I, mm-hmm. I got in line and I'm just chilling and there's a guy, there's these two guys behind me and uh, one of them's him and one of them's his best friend, Nick. Yeah. And shout out to him too. Um, he was basically, he ends up being his manager and he's an artist. And I'm like, oh, for real? and I'm a producer and I, yeah, like, I'm just like, we don't even know that until like the end of the day. And I'm not even joking. This is how it like meant to be. It is. This is why I always preach. Everything happens for a reason. It's just like, mm-hmm. there's no way that's on accident. I got in line, two guys behind me, the only two people that spoke to me prior to like, without me even saying anything, they just spoke to me and they were like, oh, you came alone. You can hang out with us. So we hung out and, you know. The rest was history. We went crazy. We were the ones getting it hyped up. Like I'm saying, we were. Yeah. We were in the crowd. We were the ones making the, the circles. And everything. Yeah, we were making the circles. Yeah. And then, like, actually, we were in the middle, like, of that circle, like, made the whole crowd go that's crazy. Hard. That's why. Yeah. That's another reason I think that I understand what people usually would want to hear in a song. Like I know, I feel like I know how to make hits because whenever you're in the crowd so much you learn just like those little things that people pay attention you know what brings the energy yeah because it's all about energy in the end that comes down to everything that we're about to talk about really it's all about energy sir so uh that's crazy so yeah afterwards we're i'm like hungry so i just tell them hey you want to go to domino's it's like right there so we go to domino's turns out he left his wallet in the car so he ended up parking literally right next to that Domino's in the parking garage mm-hmm. connected to it. So that's just crazy. The fact that that happened too. So we go to his car and uh, I'm like, yo, I make beats. You mind if I show you one or something like that? And so mm-hmm. he said, yeah, and we, we got in the, the car and we listened to my beat. It was mixed horribly. <laughs> it's a fucking horrible, horrible mixing job. And that's because back then I didn't really, again, it was just like something I did for fun. Now it's really yeah. not just something I do for fun, but it is at the same time. It's like, 
Yeah. This it's is like, it's really, like more of a serious fun. This is my life, bro. Like this is my life. Yeah. I'm in school and I yeah. focus more on music than anything. And I can't help it, man. I just yeah. can't help it. Everything like is taking off for me right now and I just can't mm-hmm. slow down, dude. Because it's so realistic. It's yeah. it's it was always so realistic to me, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like mm-hmm. people underestimate how achievable their dreams are, you know? But uh, so we're in the car, we listened to it, and they fucked with it, actually. And they were like, yo, every producer that usually tells me they make beats are usually trash, but shit's fire. And it, it was like a it was like a Logic beat I made and posted on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't use that SoundCloud anymore, but yeah. you can still follow me at All Truth on there. Because uh, the, the other one doesn't have the same name. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I showed it to them, they fucked with it. I was inspired by that and I was like, you know, I can do way better than this and I need to just go at it. So I was like, yeah, time to, so like it turned out, that's what I was going to say. It turned out that they were actually living exactly where I was about to move to the next year, which is here. Dang. So like, what are the odds? Crazy. I mean, it's just insane. Uh, now we hang out like every day and, uh, Yeah. yeah. So I went hard at it. From then on, that was 2019, early, like, March, I think it was, or February or something. And so, as I went on, uh, got to the end of 2019, and I was just like, yeah. all right, next year is the year. And, like, I tweeted out mm-hmm. in December. I have the tweet still. It says, 2020, huge things are happening for me in music, not questioning. And I said that. And then the next year rolled around and I went hard at it. There was a quarantine. I was bored. (laughs) There was a quarantine. I was fucking loving doing music in the first place. I was getting more connections, just mutual Mm -hmm. friends. And um, so I went at it and I listened or I kept watching Rio Leva. Shout out him. I was watching him on stream. He was just making beats after you know, beat after beat after beat with different people's loops. He was actually using the viewers' loops. And so I was sending an email every time. He said every time that he went live, he went live. For me, it was 1 o'clock, you know, in the day. And so I joined in every 1 o'clock every day. I didn't have a job. And so I was just living with my parents back then. And it was a quarantine. I couldn't really do much. So... I was watching every day, sending him loops. It was a big opportunity. He was really actually getting them to artists. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess one day I, I had I had Producer's loops because back then Producer to me, he's a fucking legend. First of all, second of all, he his melodies are crazy. You got to see this guy work. It's yeah. like me and him together is a crazy thing. And so, man, he he had these really good loops. I thought Rio would love. So I sent one, at least one of his loops with like three or two of mine and mm-hmm. Rio clicked his first, he skipped it. He went to the next one and he said, oh shit, this is fire. And he used mine and he fucking threw it on there and made a whole ass beat out of it. And I recorded it and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so Damn. I was so happy, man. And um, the thing is he didn't like the beat he made. So yeah. I wasn't fully content. I was like, you know, I could do way better than that. First of all, I thought that loop was trash. I really did think that loop was trash and he used it. 
I was like, all right, bet I can do way better than that. So then I went harder again. It's like literally around a year, just about exactly a year after the I got confident in making beats. So it's, by watching Rio, I learned a lot of stuff too. Just a, just a side note, I made. That's why I say that if you watch people, it helps because you see little things they do that yeah. you could definitely incorporate or even workflow, just the way they work. It's interesting. And so what was I saying? Um, about watching people, seeing what they do. Yeah. Just watch people and see what they do. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah. So Rio used it. That's what I was saying. That's what I was trying to say. Rio used it. And I got motivation, man. Motivation to just mm-hmm. go at the loops. Every day I made at least one loop. And that's not even that crazy of a, like, if you think about it, it's not the craziest work ethic to just make one fucking melody a day. But that that's the thing. That was just my limit. That was just what I needed to do. So I made myself at least every day make one melody. If I didn't have the time and I wasn't feeling it, I would just... I would just do it the next the next day. I just add it on. Like add on. Yeah, yeah. So by the end of the week, I had to have seven melodies every, every week. Yeah. Yeah, just a second. So I'm gonna go back to where I was. It's gonna. I was saying. I know what I was saying. I'm just trying to figure out how to word it. Um. When he used my loop, it inspired me to do that every every day and mm-hmm. just start making them at least and getting something going. And yeah. that really got me. I think nothing teaches you like experience and actually doing it yourself because mm-hmm. you'll learn what you're doing wrong, especially if you compare it to maybe what other people are doing. And don't always compare it because really at the end of the day, it's good to be not the exact same as everyone else. You know, I was yeah. making my own type of stuff and, uh, so once I realized that, man, if it's good enough for this guy that's in, he's like one of the top dogs of internet money. He's mm-hmm. got big placements. He's got little Tekka. He had Ty Fontaine, Fetish. I'm just like blown away. Ron So Cold, someone that I've known about yeah. for a while too. I'm just like, wow, this guy really just used that. And then I never got a placement out of it so far. So like, <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not happy yet. Once I realized, yeah. or once he saw, uh, he said, once he said that he didn't really like the beat, I was like, well, now I have to get him more loops. That's why I went yeah. so hard. So I kept sending him all the time. That got me really good. And then I realized, you know, I was at like 300 followers. So the whole beginning of this year, for like the whole first six months, I was probably like, mm-hmm. 300 or less maybe yeah maybe a, barely above that then i got to what was it august what did i say it was i gotta figure that out four months ago mm-hmm. i know that four months ago and that's it's what november now yeah it was june july i think i think it was july no it is august, august. i think it is august yeah, should be August. Something like that, dude. I don't remember what exact month it was, though. but I can figure that out, actually. 
I don't want to. Oh, uh, let's say, so four months ago, mm-hmm. I started realizing, I guess it was five months ago, I probably started realizing it, that I needed to more, I wasn't getting people that were artists even looking at my stuff, like that was the problem. I had the talent, yeah. I had the, the mixing was way better. Yeah, that's what I should have said earlier. Is like after that, 2019, it was 2020 that I really just leveled up like completely with yeah. my mixing and everything. And the if you look at the amount of time I actually put into it, uh, I've barely even done this for a year. Like that's how it that's how it seems. Like I barely did it for 2017, 2018. I yeah. kind of did it 2019 and then 2020 is where most all the time I put into it. I, the majority is right there. And that just shows you if you put your mind to something, if you really dedicate to it, even if it takes a long time, you can, you can definitely make big progress. Yeah. So for sure. So I, I realized like artists aren't even looking at my tweets. No one's artists aren't even looking at my Instagram. I have like a few, that I was talking to and stuff, but that's it. Nothing was ever being made. It was mm-hmm. honestly frustrating. I just send beats and send beats and beat told broken promises, you know? <laughs> so yeah. it's just like, man, I'm tired of waiting. So I just wanted to do something to provide value to my audience. And if I didn't even, if I was to pro- provide free beats, everyone was doing that shit. And yeah. Most of the time, people that did that weren't even that good. So, mm-hmm. like, whenever you're looking at it. Um, yeah. So, it's just like, what can I do to do something that's different and no one's ever done? And so, mm-hmm. I realized most of my audience was producers, not even artists. So, I was like, well, why don't I just do something for the producers that follow me? Yeah. And then now, they'll talk, you know. They'll, I can actually get collabs out of this you know i by making loops so i was like fuck it i'm I'm confident enough this was like three months from not even it was probably that month that i went hard and did a melody a day it was like right after that i got really confident and i was like fuck it i'm gonna i made some crazy ones honestly some of them were like decent but Mm -hmm. um man i just realized I could make some loop kits and I could actually, I think people would like them. And I was, I saw some people, some different people like post loop kits for their, for hitting like 3000 subscribers or not subscribers, Mm -hmm. but like followers, Followers. also subscribers though, like YouTubers. Uh, I mean, I saw that all the time, but I never had seen someone actually do it. Like every hundred followers on this thing or every, like in an incremental way, like other than, big milestones so yeah. i just realized you know i'm gonna do starting at 500 followers i'm gonna do a loop kit and it was gonna be like it used to be like five for 500 and then six for 600 and then seven for 700 so on and i hit 1k i did 10 for 1k and that was whenever my ascension loop kit came out and that's actually what the ascension kit is that's my one for my 10 for 1k followers yeah. kit and then I had, I was wondering, I had a problem. I was wondering like how I could get my old kits on the site without it being weird. Mm-hmm. Cause I had dropped them all through Twitter 
Dropbox. Yeah. And so me and Harohe, I don't even know who brought this up. I think we both had the idea, to be honest. Uh, one of us had the idea to do expansion packs. So mm-hmm. I could add on to my kids because yeah, I was like still doing version of it. Yeah, because I was still doing incremental mm-hmm. things and I'm still going to with the Ascension kit. With any yeah. kid I drop, I'm going to keep adding to it even when I'm late in my career. And the main reason for that is that that way I can, you know, I can make a, c- a certain amount of one theme and then do a different theme and then come back and add more to the other theme. You know? So, yeah. I didn't want to keep doing volumes. I didn't want to keep dropping a new one like that. And I still will do volumes probably. I do it for other types of kids. Like me and Aster, Andrew Aster, um, we have a kit of dark loops for $30, 40 loops. They're all dark. It was for Halloween. And uh, we we are going to add some free expansion packs for that, even if, even for people that didn't buy it. But the main reason for that is so we could add more. You know, I just wanted to keep giving to people as well as the fact that it also brings them back to the original. So they're going to go back and look at the original and maybe even consider buying it or or just yeah. talk about it. They'll get the other ones, even if they're free, you know. They go back to my Ascension yeah. kit. That's why mine has the most downloads right now is because they kept coming back to the expansion packs and then they'd see the original and then they'd get that. So... I decided, like, at first we were going to kind of go with a software vibe for that Ascension kit. I didn't even have a name yet. And, like, software updates. That's what the packs were going to be, more like, kind of go, like, software updates. And and then I was, like, playing zombies, actually, with John Darko. I was playing Black Ops. <laughs> the lights just turned. I've been still for too long. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I was playing Black Ops zombies with John Darko. The the uh, fourth one, yeah. I was playing the fourth one, except we were playing the original map, Ascension. Because mm-hmm. Ascension is the first map of zombies I ever played. Actually, it has a very deep meaning to me because my brother died when I was 14. Now, he, he was 20, and now I'm 20. I'm older than him, but he's the one that showed me Black Ops Zombies in the first place, and that was the map that I used to play all the time. So I, that's why I made that kit Ascension because it's mm-hmm. and it has a rocket. Also, you know how Black Ops Zombies maps like whenever you're loading in, there's like a comic book. So yeah. that's why I did that. That's why I had CM Genius make the, the art, and mm-hmm. uh, he had made that shit amazing. <laughs> like I love it. So Dang. he made it like a comic book, just how I described yeah. it. And uh, yeah, that's. That was the start of everything, man. Because, like, I I didn't I didn't elaborate, but whenever I dropped my five for five hundred kit, I what was I gonna say? Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So right when I drive my uh, right when I dropped my five for five hundred kit, I did a giveaway of just like ten dollars PayPal. But you know, it was just. You know, it's money. Everyone needs money yeah. somehow. Yeah. So I just did that on PayPal. And uh, I said, RT and like this tweet and um, you'll have a chance to get $10. So mm-hmm. they did it. A bunch of people. 
it was 25, which isn't a huge deal, but like whenever you have like only 400 followers yeah. and you're not really, you don't have like a big group of people that are always seeing your tweets in general, that's a lot. So mm. I realized retweets were really important and because it just shares it to so many different audiences. And yeah. so I, I decided to do that. And that got since that got so much attention, I got to 500 in no time. And mm-hmm. the next kit, I did the RT and like thing and just talked about how it's greatly appreciated. And mm-hmm. honestly, people, I think, I think people enjoy the fact that I'll be myself and I'm not like, yeah. I'm also not a dickhead. You can tell that I actually appreciate you. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like that's gone a long way for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I also try to give people advice, even if, I don't know who the hell they are, even if they don't Mm -hmm. like my stuff. (laughs) Like early, I'll just, I'm a, I'm a human being and everyone else is too. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. I try to help people out because you know, I dude, I'm nothing like I am something special. Yeah. I feel like I'm a legend, but I feel like also at the same time, I'm just a fucking another person just like everyone else. Yeah. And I don't, I don't feel like I need to act all Hollywood to have a good image. I think too many people focus on, they think that their image has to be so untouchable to be, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, that is, yeah, that sometimes that can go a long way, but I think, I think that that makes you more of a symbol than a person. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to be viewed, uh, viewed as a symbol. I want to be viewed as a person too, because mm-hmm. in the end I am. No, I just, uh, yeah, so I'd be myself and I want to be able to like use my Twitter and laugh at shit. I want to be able to use my Twitter and engage in conversation and not worry about what someone else thinks. of me. I'm a very, I don't know. I like to be independent. Like I, I like to be in a, on a team like wave force mega, mm-hmm. the fucking legends. But when it comes to life, like how I do my stuff, I just like to do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, I feel it. So I didn't want to be trapped Speaking, in a box. What reason? Yeah, uh, you you can finish. I was I was gonna move on to something, but you can finish if you got That's more it. to say. All I was gonna say was uh, I didn't want to be trapped in a box. Honestly. No, yeah. I feel like a lot of people try to like. Speaking of like images, try to make like their image perfect. And then they just end up in a box that they can't get out of. Yeah. Like they'll, like they'll have like a set expectation that people think of them. And if they kind of go anywhere outside of that, it just kind of falls apart for them. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be setting myself up for failure or clout. Like, yeah, I feel like a lot of people, they focus on the clout, but you see how many people on Instagram every day have 16 K and follow like mm-hmm. five fifty people. And what are they doing? Like, I mean, a lot of them, I'm just saying a lot of them aren't doing shit. They're not getting any yeah. views. They're not getting anything other than comments. Cause they're like, that's what they, that's what they build is an audience that just likes and comments on their posts. Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't build, build a, a personal relationship, relationship with many people. I mean, I'm not talking about everyone that has clout. Like that would be stupid if you thought I was yeah. thinking that. But, <laughs> but yeah. So just don't, just don't get trapped in a box by making yourself mm-hmm. 
just assemble, be, be yourself. And yeah, there's a fine line between appropriate and inappropriate when it comes to this shit. Yeah. And you just have to know the difference. Honestly, I can't like teach that to anyone. Yeah. So speaking of wave force, how did you kind of like meet everybody in there and kind of like get part of that? So it's kind of crazy, man. Like it's not even that crazy, but it is at the same time. Mm -hmm. So he put me like, he just put me in a random ass group chat. Like a long time ago before, when I had like 200 followers, I didn't really have shit to my name or anything. I don't, I still don't really have any, like many release projects that I actually like fully, I don't know, that I fully support because I don't have, you know, I don't have a ton of placements. I don't have any major ones yet. I got a lot of stuff on release that I really fuck with and I can't wait, but like, you know, so what was I just saying? I just forgot it. You were put into group chat. What'd you say? Uh, group chat, yeah. Okay, so they added, so Haruhe randomly added me into this group chat, and it was basically just, I guess, he told me nowadays when I asked him, he told me that he made that basically and wanted to put people that could benefit from it in there. He's a good guy for that, especially because he had yeah. a good, like, 7K or something, like, high up and didn't follow that many people and he just put me in there and yeah love to i love him honestly i he's the greatest bro i'm telling you that guy's so talented i'll go into that later but uh he put me in there and i met a bunch of people we just talked to each other all the time and i had nothing better to do nowadays i can't really do that unless it's my own group check because i got a lot of dms and i got a lot of shit going on Mm -hmm. like I still am tweeting all the time because I'm fucking bored. But um, <laughs> I'll be working and I'll I'll be working or doing school or something. And also, I just enjoy it. I just enjoy Twitter too. But um, honestly, it, it's so much fun using Twitter. Yeah, dude, it's really I'll good. Think of some, I'll just think of a random thought and be like, oh, all right, time to tweet it. Doesn't that's matter what it has to do with. Yeah, dude, that's that's another thing that I should have elaborated on. Whenever I started, I made a Twitter and. I also, I just wanted to get into this for people that are just starting out. My beginning started with, I did post to SoundCloud, even the shittiest beats. It didn't matter. I swear, I was just like, so (laughs) I just like posted that shit and looking back, they were trash as fuck, but I knew they weren't that good. Like I wasn't thinking they were all that. It was just a hobby. So I just posted them for my friends to hear it and stuff like that. And, uh, I made a Twitter and that's where things started at least like not immediately at all. Like I, like I said, I was at 400 for a long time. Mm-hmm. Then it started taking off. And within the four months now, I'm at 1,573 right now. So that's four that's months crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. from like 400 followers. So I'm just saying anything's yeah. possible. Just fucking do it. Um, but yeah, sure. I forgot. Yeah. So Twitter, I what I did is I followed... People I really wanted to follow, obviously. I was just being myself, and I always am. I'm not following anyone, so they follow me back. That's some bullshit. And if you're doing that, you need to stop. (laughs) So what I did is I just followed who I wanted to follow and who I found interesting. And Mm -hmm. then I would look at their followers. Or not even followers. I would go to their page and look at their 
the ones that I like it suggests for me to follow mm-hmm. and I'd like look at them and find anyone that I found interesting and when I did that I got followed back by some big people somehow like even mm-hmm. I said I'll start with shout out Tyler genius when I was only at like 100 uh, 200 maybe I don't know it's somewhere around there I swear to God yeah. but he followed me back. He's a plat- platinum engineer. He, he engineered, I think it was Red Roses, but I don't want to be wrong, so don't take my word for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for Lil Skies and Landon Cube, and that was big to me because back then I listened to that song like normally. Anyway, yeah. he's awesome for that. Um, then I got followed by the Cisco Kid, and he had like fo- he was followed by. Like everyone, like so many big verified people, like Post Malone and tons mm-hmm. of people like that. So that was crazy too. I'm just saying, I'm bringing this up because your mutual followers, they matter a lot because yeah. if someone comes across your page, they're going to look at first and foremost, who follows you. I feel like that's the very main thing they look at other than your yeah. name and your picture. They're going to see who follows you. And, you know, if you like for me, if I see like Teo Damani from Waveforce is following someone, I'm pre- I'm gonna look into it very like in yeah. depth because I know he wouldn't be following just anyone either. So yeah, for sure. So I would do that, and I got followed followed back by a lot of them. I got followed back by Complex that produced my favorite Drake song. I mean, one of my favorites. I have multiple, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally, I would listen to that in high school all the time. He produced a drama by Roy Woods and Drake. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah. and he followed me back just be, like right after I DM'd him talking about like, man, I love that song. It's my favorite song. Like I used to listen to it all the time and then he followed me. So I think little things like that just kept adding up. I kept getting followed by yeah. bigger people, bigger people, bigger people all the time. And so For even sure. when I had barely any followers, at least I had that to my name. And I think I had a mm-hmm. pretty cool picture back then. Like that's probably why I got followed back and my name actually. I think that on the, like the majority of people that come across my name, they usually like, like it. I've never heard anything bad, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm only looking at it from my perspective. I, yeah, for sure. I can't tell what people think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I thought, I think that goes a long way. Your name, what, who you project to the world. You have to be very careful. You can, and there's a lot of power in mystery too. Sometimes like mm-hmm. if you have too much shit out there, starting out right out the gate, like right, right. Whenever you make a Twitter account, I know if I made one, if I started over today with the knowledge I have, I would be, I'd be at the, like pretty close to where I am already. I feel like, but I'm not, I'm not saying I could get there way faster. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, just be careful who you put out there. The mystery part that I'm talking about is more like you're just posting too much shit. And it's just mm-hmm. you. whenever they click your account, you're giving away your, everything about you before they can even figure yeah. it out. They're not really going to care to ask, you know. It's kind of like a tattoo if you... I'm not saying anything bad against anyone that does have a tattoo that's just bland, like tell, telling you straight how it is. That's not a bad thing. But if you think about it, it's just like people are more prone to ask about the tattoo if they don't know everything about it. Yeah. It's not, it's like, 
you want to you want to have like just enough to where it brings people in. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. That's too exactly. much to where people can just like see it and then be like oh and then move on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel that. That's that's something I feel like a lot of people struggle with, just because they think the more I can get out there, the more I'll be seen. Which in a way, yeah, because you'll have a lot more out there. But I feel like if you build your catalog, build your catalog of beats and your music. Yeah. Don't build your fucking catalog of just random ass tweets. (laughs) It's fine to do that, but like they have to at least come on. You can interact with people. That's what I think you should do. Just interact. Yeah. Just be yourself and interact. You don't have to care so much about every tweet you make and you know, but you should be caring, especially be respecting the controversial tweets. Just don't go into that shit. Like honestly, mm-hmm. I really don't think there's a point unless it's very like racism. We should talk about that shit. Like, yeah, I I think we should talk about a lot of things, but like still, <laughs> mm-hmm. I just think for sure, for sure, you don't need to go into your thoughts on something that <laughs> that is really not important to talk about on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. There's there's two there's it gets too overcrowded at times for sure. But um where were we? Oh yeah, Wave Force. Yeah, so okay, so I'm gonna start over real quick from that part. <laughs> I'm gonna say Harohe put me in the group chat and after a while I would I would like alright let's say it again Harohe put me in the group chat and over time I just kept talking to people and I would at him like I would mm-hmm. I would at him in the in the group and I would just say random shit to him funny stuff I feel like yeah. I feel like that helped me get um, at least you know, something I've learned to cut me off right there. Something I've learned is that the more you talk to people, the more prone they are to, like, I guess, look into you because they've heard something, mm-hmm. like, from you about, and they can kind of tell your personality at least a little bit yeah. better whenever you're, like, talking. And that comes back to, like, if you're talking to someone on the phone or you're in the room with someone, you're definitely more prone to get their attention. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, sure. so what I would do is I would at him and I wasn't even at, it wasn't even as a thing. Like I was trying to get something out of it. I was actually just talking to him because he, he's funny. And it's like, yeah, there's a lot of followers too. It's just like, why would you not talk to him if he's in the group with you? And so, yeah, so I did. And then as time went on I, uh, earlier in the year, I don't even remember when I joined, dude, I have no idea. It was sometime this year though. <laughs> and, uh, it was pretty early. We hadn't even started the website fully out. Like it wasn't outside for, uh, yeah. for public view or anything. But I joined in because he tweeted, "I'm building a team with like a UFO emoji and then the eye emojis." And I was like, "Yo, I'm interested." So I hit him up. I said, "I'm intrigued." Yeah. And then I, he started asking me some questions. Like it felt like an interview. He kind of asked, started asking me a few questions. It was only like five yeah. questions. And then he, he like, 
didn't respond for a second. It was literally only minutes. I'm telling you, I think five minutes, probably five to ten minutes after that I texted him is whenever he said, you're in. And I was like, what the fuck? Dang. Uh, I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> so yeah. that would be dangerous to do. Just, you were just on for it. You were just signed up. Yeah. I feel like that would be a little dangerous to do now. But <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, I think he could tell my character and uh, yeah. he could tell my passion for this. And he could tell that my beats were fire. And I had come across Andrew Astor in the past before I was even in uh, Wave Force. But I didn't know anything about him. I just, uh, I think I saw that he was in Insidious 1 and 2 in, in his bio. And if it wasn't in his bio, I found it online. But I just saw that he was an actor. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. He was also in The Hangover. But uh, yeah, some crazy shit. So I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> he tweets out, who has loops for Mosey? I don't think he said it like that. I think he just said, who has Mosey type loops? I'm thinking he's in the room with Mosey or some shit. Like, I'm thinking that. Because <laughs> he's famous, he's fucking verified. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, whenever you see that, you I don't even know much about him. I was just assuming they were together. So I sent him some loops. Actually, just maybe even just one that I thought was perfect for Mosey. And he ended up using it, but he never told me he used it. And I didn't even know until I was in Wave Force. Like later on, we talked on the phone and stuff. We got on Discord and made a made a yeah. beat. I just couldn't get that shit to work for most of the time because man, that shit always <laughs> is a problem. I'm trying to like share my screen or whatever. So so I was just like helping him out, uh, telling him certain little things that I would do, and then we were basically collabing on it like that. And uh, yeah. he told me that he had used it. He had used my loop a long time ago, and he, did, he didn't tell me. And so... That's crazy. Nowadays, we FaceTime all the time. Bro. He's, a re- he's a real one. Um, yeah. Sly Nino was the first person to hit me up. He's not in Wave Force anymore, but we're mm-hmm. still close with him. Uh, yeah. But he's the first one to hit me up and, like, FaceTime me and stuff. So they all show love, bro. I was about to say, y'all sound like more of a family than anything. Yeah, we're a family. That's what I was about to say, too. Is yeah. It's not even just... This isn't just business. I don't think you can go that far whenever... Like, you can, but... I think that whenever you're a business and a family, you're bound to do bigger things because... Just because... People like, are going to fuck with that chemistry. Life. People are going to fuck with that chemistry. Yeah. People are going to look at that and they're going to be like, dang, like, I want that or I aspire to... You know, do that. It's like internet money. I big influences on me. I gotta say, like, mm-hmm. just in my life, like inspiration wise and everything. Bro. Yeah, because they they were doing huge shit and they just started from the internet producing just like us. So yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. The power of the internet, man. Yeah, shout them. You know, shout out them. And they had the chemistry that I was talking about too, because they had a house. Mm-hmm. They got the house together, and they were always like, "There's always these funny ass videos of them." And that's, you know, I wouldn't fuck with them as much if they were just a symbol like I was talking about. They're not just a symbol. Mm-hmm. They are a symbol, but they're also, like, they're just a group of friends. Yeah, they're relatable. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I very much saw myself in Nick Mira. He's definitely, so that's what I never talked about. The main influences for me to make beats and actually take mm-hmm. it seriously was Metro Boomin, because I used to listen to a lot of Nav. 
and he met, mm-hmm. he produced a whole album for him. Also, he produced his own album, which whenever he did that, that was when I realized like producers can get shine. Like this guy's famous. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell? I didn't think most people didn't even know there were producers. Like they think some people I know, they didn't even know that he, one of my yeah. friends thought that the rappers made the beat. So it's yeah. just like, <laughs> once I realized, wow, dude, this guy is famous from making beats. And I don't even care about the fame, but it's just, that was kind of hit me. So then yeah. uh, Genius Deconstructed rolled around too. And Genius Deconstructed started popping out videos and I was in mm-hmm. tech and we were in the studio like this is your dream like your dream place to be in I'm telling you like every day I got free studio time to just be in there and do whatever the hell I wanted That's if crazy. I didn't if I had a project I needed to do I could do it on my own time like throughout mm-hmm. the week and I could just fuck around the yeah. other days and uh so I would like play instruments just sit there and play you know, practice little instruments when I'm chilling. Mm -hmm. And then I would, I don't know, just fuck around in there. We would listen to music. And that's whenever that Genius Deconstructed came out. Actually, that was after, I think, a little bit. But before that happened, I listened to the song Fuck Love by Trippy Red and X. And Mm -hmm. that song, if I had to name one song that really inspired me the most to do this, other than the two producers before that, I, I... I'd found out about Metro, like I said, but I also knew about Murda Beats. Those two were my biggest influences because they were making beats all the time. And yeah, they were hard. Those tags were hard. I love that shit. So, so Fuck Love came around. I was in a dark place because of like girl shit. So, you know, As it was like, of course it was called Fuck Love. So it was per- perfectly pertaining yeah. to how I felt. Like I didn't feel that way. And, uh, that beat was amazing. Like the song is amazing. The collab with those two is crazy. It was perfect. And I would listen to that song on repeat and it was just beautiful. And it wasn't even, even if I'm not in my feelings, I just love that song. It was an amazing song. So, uh, that inspired me to make beats the most. And then, then Genius Deconstructed came around with the video, all girls are the same by juice world Mm -hmm. produced by Nick Mira. And then I found out that Nick Nira produced Fuck Love in the first place. Not only that, I found that out after I watched this video, actually. So I was watching the video, and uh, he talked about at the end, which is, this is the biggest inspiration to me right here, out of every single thing ever. And it's the thing that made me do it the most, and actually, like, succeed at it and go for it, is because he, at the end, talks about how he went to high school. He was still in high school, he was a 17-year-old. Yeah, and he would just crazy go to high school, and they wouldn't even know that he made the beat, but they'd be listening to it on the fucking radio. They'd be hearing it in the cars. They'd be just listening to it and not even knowing he made it. He's just right there. He's just chilling, like yeah. being himself. I love that. I love that. I'm not gonna be, you know, I'll be able to just be myself and walk around, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, I just love it. Uh, it got me realizing, dude. This kid's a year younger than me, and he's already doing this out of his fucking bedroom. And yeah. I could have been doing this a long time ago. That's what I was thinking. I could have been doing this so long ago if I had a computer. But yeah. I'm glad that I did it because 
every experience I had without making beats has, mm-hmm. has been important in my life. Like every moment that you, everything that happens to you matters. I think you just don't know what would have happened otherwise. That's why everything happens for a reason. That's real. That's for real. Yeah. Yeah. So we are, we're at 55 minutes right now. Shit. Which, yeah, it flew, it flies by. It's crazy. (laughs) Damn. It really does. So we got a couple of things left. So last season, we ended every episode with three questions. I did not prepare three questions, so I'm going to make them off the top. <laughs> um, Because I I'm, last season's was top three albums, top three beats, and um, advice for people who are just starting out. So let's do... Um, hmm. I got it. If you could choose any two artists to drop a collab album right now, who would it be? Oh, dude, that's a hard, hard question. And I feel like I'm going to get judged so heavily for anything I say. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was thinking about it yesterday. I feel like a future and weekend album would be crazy. Thank you. Thank you for knowing that. You know, that's all I have to I say. Can, but that's not the only thing. I have so many that I want. But mm-hmm. man, I, it has one of them has to involve Kendrick Lamar, and Chance mm-hmm. the Rapper has to be in one of them. I don't know if those yeah. could be together. That would be some crazy shit. But like, I'm just that saying, would be crazy. that that mm-hmm. has to be in there. <laughs> but Outcast just needs to come back together. That's all it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's see. There's that one. Second question. Um, this is hard. I sh- I should have prepared. I should have prepared Dude, for this. Hey, we got time though because technically we're gonna shorten this anyway, and I'm not doing shit That's right true. now. I really don't care. That's so true. we can just go we'll go with it. And plus, people aren't gonna be mad that there's more time. Anymore. Yeah, that's true. Because they're gonna get a lot of gems from me. I promise you that. For real, this whole this whole season's gonna be filled with gems. Right? I know, bro. Especially with we now that we're doing artists, I feel like an artist's perspective for different things is just a whole like a fresh breath, uh, breath, yeah, a breath of fresh air. A fresh so, breath of air, that works bro. too. I'm I'm tired, bro. I'm uh, tired. I'm not gonna lie. But you, um, that's all right. Let's see. Second question. All right, yeah, this 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 is probably a good one. If you could produce like if out of every song that you ever heard if you could have chosen to produce one of them which one would it be oh my fucking god dude why do you have to hurt me you have to make this so hard all right wait bro it's got it's got to be challenging for it's so challenging i'm not gonna do this all right i will tell you though reaction from everyone but i will tell you though one of them is Mm -hmm. is definitely a kendrick song because i Mm-hmm. To me, he's my—he's the best artist there is because yeah. he knows how to make everything mean something, and at the same yeah. time, he has melodies to his voice. And mm-hmm. not only that, the writing—it's just impeccable, bro. The everything, yeah. the, the listener experience, beautiful. But anyway, the song that I would probably produce—I 
can't choose because I like every like almost every genre there there is. There's something in there that I like. So, but if but if I could produce um, Untitled O2 by Kendrick, yeah, or or you, I think it is the one. It's really funky. Mm-hmm. I love that one. I would yeah. I would love that because O2 O2 is crazy. Like slept on the whole album. Untitled is slept on. I like it like that. Honestly, it's kind of I think. I think my favorite off that one is either 03 or 04. One of those two. 03 is great too. Mm. 07 is Levitate. Yep. Uh, 08, I would definitely produce 08. I mm-hmm. might have to switch it to that, honestly, maybe. Because yeah. it's the one that's talking about blue faces. But it's just, the yeah, beat yeah. is crazy. Yeah. It's so like funky. That's my, that's my type of stuff. I love it. Yeah. But I love every. There's so many freaking options. Yeah, that's true. I I respect those choices. <laughs> and then last one is just simple. Any advice for people coming up, just starting to produce and stuff like that? Just do it all the time. That's really the only thing that you need to know. Do it all the time. I'll tell you multiple things. So it comes down to mindset just as much as it does physical. Um physical choices because mm-hmm. you have to be dedicated to this shit and you have to actually dedicate time to it to get better. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the main thing is just think positive and the, mm-hmm. your life will end up being more positive. And that's what I did is like, you saw, like I said, I, I tweeted that big things are going to happen. They, and big things happen. And, I didn't say I'm manifesting. You don't need to say that. You don't need to say you're manifesting. Just manifest it. If you're saying you're manifesting it, then you probably don't believe that it will happen as much. So for me, I literally believed that it would happen. And that's why I said that it would happen. And it happened because I put it out there. And my brain, since I believed that it would happen, my brain helped me to do anything in my power to make it happen. Mm Mm-hmm. That's real. All right, so I just thought of this. You you got off the hook because you're the first person, but I'm gonna add. What's one question you want to ask the next guest? And that is, I'm pretty sure. Let me pull it up. I have it on my computer. Somewhere around here. What's one question you want to ask? I'm always scared of saying the names because I feel like I'm gonna screw them up. Hello, hey. Who is it? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're talking about someone in the next podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's JT. JT. JT I don't know how to say it. I think it's JT Vion. Yeah, I think it's JT Vion. That's what oh, I'm gonna say, but I'm not sure. Never thought about that. That's that's what makes sense, but I don't know. What's one question you want to ask him for him to answer? Okay. Oh. Anything. Anything. One question I'd ask ask him would be, how do you deal with writer's or creator's block? All right, bet. Um, now I can, now it makes my life easier. I don't have to ask him that the question. Yeah, that's true. All right, then do you have any more questions? No, nah, I'm done with the questions. Okay, then I think I do need to say, Harohe from Waveforce, that's what I was going to say, is that he... He's our graphic designer. Like, he was our graphic designer, our only one. 
and he was doing it all himself and he did it for free and he's really great at managing the team and being positive and he created the website he he had merch made like it's not i don't think it's public yet but it was for a little bit and then coronavirus uh, well, it wasn't public. It was just behind the scenes. We could order it if we wanted to. But uh, mm-hmm. we couldn't order it anymore because coronavirus hit and stopped the manufacturing. And that sucked. But um, I just wanted to say that he's a great guy and that he actually genuinely cares about people and then the team. And yeah. he's so talented that he can make art and make the – he can facilitate the whole website and the merch yeah. and, and make beats. But, mm-hmm. you know, I just wanted to say that the whole team is extremely talented. From that hour that I talked to him from the season finale from last season, dude's a great guy, honestly. It's crazy. Dude, he is. And dude, everyone in Wave Force that I can think of is the same way very mm-hmm. very kind um shout out cm genius especially too yeah. he really helps do with a lot of ideas behind the scenes too mm-hmm. um shout out all of wave force bro shout out everyone uh, everyone they're all crazy good and yeah. i've been knowing this shit's gonna take off for a long time i just feel it i was gonna make a collective before i joined wave force i was gonna I, had, I used to talk about that with them, uh, the two guys that I met at that concert. But uh, then that just happened, and, you know, here we are. And yeah. I'm about to visit L.A. as soon as I can. Like, I was going to go on the 7th through the 11th, but I don't know yet if that's uh, – yeah. if that, the lockdown and shit isn't going to affect it. But yeah. that's where I'm going to go. Then I'm going to meet up with Teo from Wave Force mm-hmm. in Atlanta. And all, as well as some other people like Creator, K R E eight O R E. He's he was in Split Mind. He's a he's a friend of mine. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then I'm gonna meet up with Zay there too. X A E F D N. I'm gonna meet up with him and ATL. But yeah, dude, I got a lot of people. I'm not like a ton, but I got a few people in ATL that. I, yeah. That I really matched, dude. I matched their style perfectly. And it's just like, that's where I was planning to move. But I'm in school here. I'm, I'm studying contemporary music business next semester, starting next semester. Yeah. Yeah. School's been tough. It's been easy, yeah. just, you know. School's. I'd... School is, hor- school is <laughs> horrible, bro. Whenever you're doing music and you know you're like bound to. Be something, you know, and actually be just doing that. Like, it's horrible, I, but at just, the same time, you learn shit, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, I've been just like, you know, I'll do school, like, a cup. I'll do school the last, like, two hours that I'm awake of the day, and then do that's music how I am. the rest of the day. That's how I am. It's a problem, man. It's a problem because yeah. it's draining, man. It's draining not doing music all the, and just yeah. working. It's just like, but... But the thing is, I'm also doing something that I know I'm not even going to be doing. So right now I'm doing kin- kinesiology, which was going to be, I was going to be a physical therapist, but uh, 
and yeah, I like to do that, but I'm horrible at the rest of it, <laughs> like doing the classes. So, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. That's crazy. I'm switching, and I'm gonna like it a lot more. Yeah. I just can't wait right, to meet so up. What? I I completely forgot. We have, I tweeted out that thing for questions, I right? We got a couple in here. Hey, hello, no. You ready, bro? You ready? I'm ready. Yo. All right. Teo asked, why won't you text him back? What's your answer? Because I was busy. But I love him. Because you were busy. Okay. But I love him. That's, that's respectable. That's respectable. Yeah, if it was anyone else, I would probably make some joke about how like I didn't give a shit to to actually respond, but I love him. So. Next one is, uh, when are you dropping a kid on resample? The world needs to know. As soon as I, we need to know. As soon as absolutely possible, which is probably today. Maybe not though. Yeah. Maybe I'm just gonna procrastinate it even longer. We'll see. All right, that's fair. Um, let's see. All right, I'm going to say his name, not the at, because I don't, I'm going to screw up the at. But Mac B, oh, yeah, yeah. tips for making melodies with movement and energy. Man, and then, that's, I'd have to say, for me, it's all about how you feel and putting your feelings into, mm -hmm. into the sound. That's what I do. But so that, that's why there's not like a single way to do that. You just have to know when the energy is there and when it's not. And if that yeah. energy is not flowing consistently, even whenever the drums stop, then you need to fix that and just keep adding shit. So that, here's a here's a gem for any sample makers that look up to me at all, like, or just want to learn something. Basically, what I do is I just add sounds. I start with one sound I like, and from there on, I just have one pattern on FL. I just have one. Mm -hmm. And I just keep adding stuff to that pattern. I don't bother trying to like drag it onto. The, you don't have to drag it all onto your playlist view, and do that. Just do it all in one pattern. Your workflow will go way faster. You can change little things about every part of the melody with ease. Just do that, and then yeah. once you're done, you're gonna clone the pattern and split that pattern that you cloned. That way, you have it all separate, and then throw all your stuff on from the beat on there. I make literally my whole beat and the melody all on one pattern at first and yeah. just turn off things I don't want to hear. And, uh, so do that and you'll be good. Just keep at it. So that's what I was going to say. A great answer to that would be if it, if the energy isn't there, it's obviously lacking something. It doesn't mean you have to mm -hmm. change something on what you already have put down. It might mean that you just need to add something else and then turn down the other shit. It's all about leveling too. Like I make my, like you, you, you were on my live the other day. You said mm -hmm. that, um, it made it all sound like one singular sound, but it was really, like, yeah. I, I had 14 fucking electrics. I don't know how my laptop yeah. wasn't tripping, <laughs> but my laptop was going. Like, I could have it exploded. Yeah, dude, it was fine. It didn't even like have a problem. So yeah, this thing's pretty yeah. cool. But, uh, yeah, so just keep adding stuff and then level it mm -hmm. to where they blend in perfectly. Like it could be this tiny, tiniest little thing. Also think about spacing. Yeah. Don't just put 
they don't have to all fill up that entire 16 bars. See, I do 16 bar patterns. It doesn't have to fill out that entire thing. It just needs to, it can be like a little right there and then nothing and nothing and nothing and a little right there. You need to think about that and give it space and then add other stuff to fill in those holes with different sounds sure. or even the same sound. Fuck it. But you know, yeah. Bet. All right. Yeah. Well, I think they got their answer. So, Any more fan questions? <laughs> we got all the fan questions. Let's see. <laughs> Adele? Is that how you say it? Adele. Right, I think. Adele? Yeah. Uh, ask if you I remember, I re- <laughs> before you go into that, I remember whenever I was in the Discord with him in the in talks, and he, <laughs> they were, he was like, no, it's, it's not Adel, or he said it's no, it's not Adele because Adele hasn't eaten. So I was just dying at that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was like, I swear, of course it's a. He was like, of course it's Adele. What else would it be? Like, that's why I was laughing. <laughs> but what were you saying? Bro, I swear, there's so many names. Like I, I'm scared to say names because I just know it could be an Adele too. Like whenever you look it, at yeah, it, it, it could sounds be like. It's really, they're not going to get mad most of the time if you fucking don't know how to say it. If it's not in their bio, look at their bio because sometimes yeah. they do have it like overseas. They're like spelling out. I didn't know how to say the fuck, how to fucking say overseas for so long, but it's O-V-R easy. And I was like, I learned it. I found it in I his bio. Three days ago. I saw it in his bio. Yeah. I was like, I figured it does learn it, but I don't know how long you've known about him, but he's followed me before he was even in it. In yeah. Cool guy. All right. So we got two things left. I feel like I've said that so many times already. Yeah, but that's fine. Um, yeah. All right, so first things first. Since you, you're Wait, the first guest. My bad. You didn't say the question from Adele, I don't think. Oh, no, he, yeah, yeah. He asked if you love him. Of course I love him. That's it. All right. There it is. All right, so you're the first guest. So... You're the first person to, I guess, not receive it, but be known about this. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't do this last season, exclusively for right now, for season two. But I'm going to send you a season two t- uh, sticker. Yo. I got I got tons of these printed out, bro. That's sick, dude. So that's for you. They're fire. They're actually really That's cool, cool, dude. I don't know where to put it, dude. I got to think. That's the thing about me, though. I'm very conservative with my fucking uh, stickers. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't want to use it because I'm afraid I'm gonna want to use it whenever I get an even better thing. <laughs> but I'm gonna use it eventually. Got... Yes, sir. So, this is all yours right here. Sweet, dude. That's badass. And then, I know. Thank you. And then it's got the logo and everything. Every every season is gonna be different. So, that's that's, that's my plan for right now. I like the little video. We got, yeah, we got the uh, the winners for the giveaway for some of the stickers. So, we got the first person is at Discipline of Sound. Great guy. Second guy is at the Cody Stewart. He's actually in Nashville, I'm pretty sure too, because that's where I'm at right now. Um, third is at Vanish Beats. Fourth at two fifteen, God bless T one. Uh, fifth is Snake Jake. Shout out Snake Jake, bro. Yeah, shout out. Great guy. Great guy. 
I wonder how sure. I wonder how cold Canada is right now. Dude, I might have to ask Teo right after this. I'm gonna ask him. It's gotta be like in the negatives or at least close. Teo's um, in Ontario. Yeah. Or is that is that how you say it? Yeah, Ontario. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's where he is too. I wanna say. I think so too. Um, yeah, 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 I did see that. Yeah. Also, I think Ice and Cold then, is too. You've heard of him. Really? Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Canada's though. popping off. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's an artist now. there that I actually have to be working with. Like, she fucks with my beats. She's hard, dude. Anyway, yeah. she's she lives there. That's fire. Um, let's see. Then, uh, Coda's Van Dam. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Then Josh Crespo, Hazzy Music, hey. Prod FG Solo, and then Jungkook. So. All shout out Josh and also shout out all getting stickers. Shout out Drake. Drake and Josh. They have a kit together. You gotta get shout that shit. Them. He okay. lived three minutes from me. Drake actually does. Yeah, I was that's yeah, I, I saw I, that you went with him and uh KS. Yeah, KS pulled up from where is he from? Texas somewhere? Yeah, yeah, he's from Texas. And so he came he came down and like stayed with Drake and I just went over there and we, we chilled for the day. But like, yeah, Drake only lives three minutes from me. He's just, he works a lot, like basically every day and he has a kid. So yeah. the man is busy. Shout out Drake, bro. So yeah, shout out him whenever you, whenever he's big, like he's going to have a good story. One, season one, bro. Yeah. He, That's what we had for him. I know, dude. I was watching that. Shout out. Shout out everybody, bro. Honestly. <laughs> no, I can shout out That's the crazy. whole fucking Twitter uh, Yeah, bro. Shout out Jake Mark, the GOAT. He's a really good dude. Sure. But we, uh, on the low, we might get some uh, Josh Sound Booth collab going on with Underground Stars sometime soon. I don't know when, but we got something working. Same with, um, I've been... Cause we're doing, what was it? Yeah, we're doing like a group podcast with um, like collectives. That's what I want to start doing. So, oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna I want to try and figure out certain times and certain things to do it because bro, wait for us on the podcast sad. would be nice. We got a lot of that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> John Darko is gonna have a lot to say. <laughs> I'm saying, bro. Like, that, that's that's the plan. That's the Shout plan. Out, I gotta Brian. figure it out when and everything. I I got him set up for, uh, I think a bonus episode for the season. Hell we yeah! Talked about it. So also shout I'm out trying bleed. to get all way force on here, bro. Yeah, shout out bleed, bro. He's probably one of the best producers yeah. alive. But no, yeah. So that's all yours right now. I expect I expect you to put it on something, bro. I expect it. I will. I just gotta find out. I mean, yeah. I gotta find out what. And I honestly, I'm just gonna. I kind of want to just wait till I got this money coming in very soon, <laughs> and then like put it on some super nice thing that I'll use forever. Because I want it to be something I'll have for. Yeah. Hey, who knows? If we get if we get Wave Force for season three, you'll have the season three sticker too. That's facts. Hey, yeah, I'm down to always do another two. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, bro, I, I appreciate it. No problem, Honestly, bro. It's been great. This is nice. Um, yeah. I knew I'd enjoy this one. Mm-hmm.
lots of gems, lots of everything. Season two, bro. Start I got more to say, but that's how it should be because, you know, yes, sir. if I said it all in one episode, then there would never be a reason to say anything. Yes, sir. We'll get you back for sure. We'll get you, every, every we'll get everybody in Wayforce back. I'll figure something out. It's got to be like non-traditional, but really cool. So yeah. I'll figure it out. I'll say one more thing before. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wait, what? Um, also, be on the lookout. What are we? What are we doing? Midi kit? Is that what we decided? Yes, it's gonna be wayforgemega.com slash underground stars, and then yes, you'll have a nice ass midi kit. I'm telling you, I think it's really good because I use these midis like all the time. Because why would I keep making the same thing over and over if <laughs> if like whenever I could just drag it in and change little things about it. So that's another thing that I should tell everyone starting out, especially midis help you a lot to understand the structure of everything as well as just don't keep using the same one and never changing it though. Just don't do that. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody who finished this made it this far, be on the lookout for that. That's going to be, I mean, once you finish this episode, go for it. Should be up by then. So, wayforcemega.com slash underground stars. Alright, make sure y'all go drop the uh, cop the kit, W2S2. And, I mean, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me.